Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. All right, so the title of my message this morning is The Lord is With You. Everyone say, The Lord is With You. Say it again. Yes. <laughs> you know, when I, when I was listening to the worship this morning, I thought, uh, Paul must have looked at my notes because all the, all the songs that they were singing are like straight out of my message this morning. So don't you love how the Holy Spirit does that? He's so good, hey? He speaks to all of us. So my message comes out of Judges chapter 6. And it's about Gideon. So the Israelites had been worshipping other gods again for seven years. And they'd been under the oppression of the Midianites. So this is Judges chapter 6 verse 2. And it says, Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves and strongholds. Because whenever they planted crops, the Midianites, Amalekites and other peoples from the east would come and invade them. And so they would camp on the land, they would ruin all the crops, and they didn't spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. So it's a time when their food source was rare, okay? Does that sound uh, familiar to anyone? And so whenever there was food, the Midianites would come and raid and take it all away. Whenever there was anything in the supermarkets, they would come and buy it all and leave nothing for the Israelites. So they had no flour, they had no, no food supplies and um, no pasta. So God, God sent them a prophet to, to tell them, well, this is why this is happening. Isn't it good that God speaks to us in, in times where we don't know what's going on, in times where everything seems crazy? God will speak to us and give us clarity. Isn't that amazing that he does that? So God sends a prophet to them. This is in verse 7. And this is what the prophet says. The Lord says, I bought you out of Egypt, out of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of the oppressors. I delivered you. I said, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you didn't listen. So in other words, this is why you're in this position, because you've been worshipping the gods of the society in which you live. So we find Gideon at this point. Gideon's hiding in a wine press. He's trying to hoard a bit of flour so he can feed his family. He's hiding his food. He's in a wine press and he's threshing flour so that he can get a meal for his family. He's, he's, he's stashing away. He's hoarding his flour. So this is where we find Gideon. He was in fear of his circumstances, wasn't he? He was in fear of the Midianites. He was just trying to, trying to get a meal together for his family. So this, this brings me to my first point. Can I um, get... Brent, can you come and hold up my first point? This is my PowerPoint this morning. <laughs> can you hold that up, Brent? So this is my first point. We will be empowered or disempowered... By what we revere. We will be empowered or disempowered 
by what we revere. So the Israelites had come to revere the gods of the nations around them. But instead of those gods empowering them, they had disempowered them. They had given away their authority. They'd given away their position as a nation that was meant to lead other nations. They had become a nation that was oppressed by other nations. They were meant to be a nation of authority. They were meant to be a nation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a nation devoted to God. But they'd been disempowered because they no longer served God as Lord. Thanks, Brent. You can, put, you can put that down. Let's give Brent a clap. So they stopped revering God as Lord and they had become disempowered. As Stephen said last week, fear is a lordship issue. Whatever we fear becomes our Lord. Whatever we fear has authority over us, doesn't it? Whatever we fear, we bow down to. Whatever we fear, we surrender to. Whatever we fear becomes our Lord, doesn't it? So they, they feared the Midianites. They had surrendered to them. They had come under them. They had bowed down to them. What we fear, we serve. We submit to what we fear. They were disempowered. They were meant to be a powerful nation. And we're meant to be a powerful nation, aren't we? We're meant to be a powerful people. Are we meant to be a powerful people? What does the Word of God say? 1 Peter 2.9, you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's who we are. But instead, Israel had become slaves again. The Word of God says that he's delivered us from the things that used to bind us. He's delivered us and he says, don't become slaves again to what used to bind you. Don't become slaves again to what used to hold you in fear. Because he has brought us out of those things, he's delivered us. But Israel had gone from advancing to retreating. We can become slaves to that which we're meant to rule over easily when we get our life out of balance. We can become a slave to that that we're meant to rule over. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Gideon was hiding away in the wine press. He was grinding his flour. He was looking out to see if the Midians were coming. And an angel appeared and said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Everyone say, The Lord is with you. you. Mighty warrior. Sounds good out here. Your voice is kind of echo, echo, echo. And Gideon said, But. His response was, But. If the Lord is with us, why have all these bad things happened? And then he said, but how can I save Israel? And then he said, if, if, I found, if I've really found favor with you. When, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, you can do this, I'm with you. Have you ever responded with, but, but if you're really with me, why has this happened? But if, if, if I can really do this. 
Have you ever responded like that? I've responded like that. But the good thing is that God is patient with us, isn't he? Don't you love it that God is so patient with our, with our buts and with our ifs? And our, are you sure? And am I really hearing from you? And is that really you speaking, God? And am I, am I really meant to do that now? Aren't you so glad that God is so gracious and patient with us? Don't disqualify yourself when you're feeling fearful. Can I say that? Don't disqualify yourself just because you're feeling some fear. Because we all feel fear. We've all been there. And courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is doing something even when you feel afraid. Courage is obedience even in the face of fear. That's what courage is. It's not not feeling fear. So don't disqualify yourself when you feel fearful. No one is exempt from the pressures of life, are we? So Gideon brings a sacrifice to God and it's consumed by fire. And then he has this moment of reality where he says, I've just seen an angel. I've just looked an angel fair in the face. I'm going to die. And God says to him, no, you're not going to die. It's fine. He says, peace. Peace, Gideon. Don't be afraid. You're not going to die. And then Gideon built an altar to God and he called it peace. He called it the Lord is peace. Before his circumstances changed, something changed within within him where he knew God was with him and he felt peace. So one thing that he received before anything changed was the peace of God. And what, what happens within us is so much more important than what's happening around us, isn't it? Before external things change, something has to change on the inside. And that's when we receive the peace of God. That's when we receive the rest of God. And we say, okay, everything might be crazy externally, but I know God is with me. I have peace that goes beyond my understanding. I have rest in amongst the chaos because I know that God is with me. Just knowing God is with us brings us peace. John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. And it's not as the world gives you. So don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. God took Gideon on a journey of trust. There's a few things that he asked him to do to confront his fears. Have you ever noticed that the Holy Spirit causes us to confront our fears, that he brings us to places where we have to look our fear in the face, where he allows circumstances in our lives where we have to look our fear in the face and we have to address it. And the first thing he said to Gideon was, I want you to go out and tear down all the altars, all your father's altars to the foreign gods. I want you to tear them down because they've been given lordship in my place. And so it says that Gideon got 10 of his servants and he went and did it in the middle of the night because he was afraid of what the men of the town would, would do to him. So he had to overcome his fear of man. That's the first thing. 
We have to overcome our fear of what people are going to say and what people are going to think when God asks us to step out in obedience. So he may have done it in the middle of the night, but he did it. He may have done it under the cover of darkness, but he did it. He was obedient. There were some high places that had to be torn down before the victory could come. And sometimes there's some high places, some things that we've elevated in our lives above God that we have to tear down before the victory can come. And God told him to build a new altar on top of the old altar. So there was an old altar that was built to Baal. And God said, build an altar to me on top of the old altar. So you need to lift Jesus above every other God in your life. You need to put him on top again of every other thing that you've elevated above me. You need to build an altar to me that's on top of everything else if you want to see victory in your life. If you want to live in the authority that I've asked you to live in, that I've called you to live in, you need to elevate me above every other thing that you fear. You need to elevate me. The Lordship of Jesus needs to be reinstated above everything else in our lives. Because sometimes we say, God, I know you're not number one right now, but I still want your power in my life. I still want your blessing in my life, God, even though I know you're not number one. Even though I know I've elevated this above you, and I've elevated this above you, and I've elevated this fear above you. I still want your power in my life, but that's not how it works. We need to get that altar and we need to put the Lordship of Jesus on top, on top of everything and everyone else. If we want to live in that position of power and authority as a royal priesthood, as kings and princes underneath the King of Kings, So Gideon got an army together of 32,000 men and he did a couple of other things like put out a fleece and said, God, I still need you to prove to me that you really really talk to me. But God was patient with him and he he took him through that process. So he got an army together of 32,000 and God said, tell anyone that's afraid to go home. So Gideon said, okay, if you're scared, if you're scared to go to face this battle, go home. So 22,000 left. (laughs) Fear had to be expelled. Fear had to be cast out. Gideon had to surround himself with men of faith and not, and get the fear element out of the camp. We need to distance ourselves from people that only speak fear that only live in fear, that only operate out of fear, 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 doom, doom, doom. What if, what if, what if? We can't, we can't, we can't. We need to expel that from the camp. So it left just 10,000 men. And then God said, that's still too many for you to really have to trust me. So tell another 9,700 to go home. So Gideon said, okay, you lot have to go home. So that he was left with 300 men. 300 men to fight this battle. And in the next chapter, we learn that there was over 120,000 Midianites. So that was a bit of disparity, wasn't it, in numbers? 
Gideon had to overcome his fear of failure. We need to overcome our fear of failure if we're going to obey God. Even if something looks out of balance, even if something looks improbable, impossible, with God all things are possible. Which brings me to my second point. Lily, can you come and hold up my second point for me? Point number two. Fear is reserved for God alone. Fear is reserved for God alone. There is only one thing that the Word of God says that we should ever fear, and that is fear God. Everything else it says, don't fear. Don't fear this. Don't fear that. Don't fear man. Don't fear your circumstances. But fear is reserved for God alone. Nothing else is worthy of our fear. Nothing else is worthy of us fearing and revering it apart from the God that we serve. Thanks, Lily. Let's give Lily a hand. Misplaced fear becomes our master. Misplaced fear becomes our master. Fear is reserved for God alone. We do not serve fear. Fear is reserved for the one we serve. We do not serve fear. Fear is reserved for the one that we do serve. Our lives can easily get out of balance. We can start to serve fear when fear is meant to serve us because it helps us to revere God. It helps us to honour God. It helps us to live a life that is worthy of our Saviour. Fear is meant to serve us. We're not meant to serve fear. Just like money is meant to serve us. But if we give in to the love of money, we start to serve money. Just like work is meant to serve us, but if we start to serve work, our lives get out of balance. Once we, we replace the Lordship of Jesus in our life with any one other thing, it opens up that door for a whole lot of other things to come in and sit on the throne of our lives. Once we replace the Lordship of Jesus with anything, it opens up that door for anything to come in. Which brings me to my third point. Zach, can you please be my third point? When, when Lordship is restored, faith is restored. When Lordship is restored in our life, our faith is restored. We remember who we're meant to be looking to. We remember who we're meant to be trusting in. When we put Jesus back on the throne. Thanks, Zach. Let's give Zach a hand. So by the time Gideon's army was reduced down to 300 men, by that point he'd surrendered to God. You don't, you don't hear him argue at this point, do you? He goes, okay, looks like this is what we're doing. Looks like this is how it's going to be. It's going to be me and 300 men. Okay, God. You know, he'd been through the process of addressing all his fears. Have you ever got to that point where you just emptied out? 
where you've been through the process, where God has said, I want you to look at this fear. I want you to look at this fear. I want you to give up this. I want you to surrender this. And you get to the point where you just, okay, God, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to argue with you because I know that you know best. I know that you know better than I know. I'm not going to resist you anymore. I'm not going to fight you anymore, God, because I know you've You've, you know, you've shown me, you've shown me that everything else that I've relied on comes to nothing. So God, just whatever, just do whatever you want with me. Just take me there. Just let's just do this. Gideon was at that point where he'd walked through the process. He'd repositioned his misplaced fear. He'd put Jesus back on the throne. He'd addressed the lordship issue. He didn't argue. Because lordship is a trust issue. And he came to a place where he just trusted God. He just said, okay, God, me and those 300 men, let's just do this. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. A shift takes place when we choose to trust God. A shift takes place in our heart where we come to the end of ourselves, where we come to the end of every other thing that we've been relying on. A shift takes place where we just say, okay, God, I just choose to trust you. No matter what, no no matter where you're taking me, no matter what you're asking of me, I just choose to trust you, God. I just choose to trust you. And Gideon came to that place. And the awesome thing is that God still reassures him. Have you noticed that when you choose to trust God, that he's so gracious and he still reassures you along the way? He says to Gideon, sneak into the camp and listen in on their conversation. Just listen to what they're saying. So he sneaks into the camp and he listens to their conversation. And they're they're speaking about how afraid they are. They're speaking about, oh, that Gideon guy, he's going to come and he's, he's going to bring a whole army and he's going to defeat us. And they were in fear. So God says, just go and have a little listen to what I've already prepared in their hearts. I've already gone before you. So God reassured him and God fought the battle for him. God fought the battle for him. See, when we fear our circumstances, we try and fight our own battles. But when we fear God, we allow him to fight the battle for us. And God fought the battle for them. God fought for them. And you know, most of you know the story where they surround the camp, 300 guys. They've got their torches, they've got their jars over the torches and, and and. At the right moment, they just hold out their torches and they say, for the Lord and for Gideon. And then the Midianites just start attacking each other with their swords. They panic so much that they fight each other. They, they don't know who they're meant to fight. And they fight each other and then they just run and the 300 men pursue them and that's it. They never come back. That's the end of the oppression. God brings deliverance. God brings deliverance. By many or by few, God brings deliverance. Isn't that amazing? So there's just something that I want to do today.
I'm not going to speak for a long time because I know that we're outside and it's a little bit more challenging to maintain our focus, but you guys are doing really well. You guys are doing really well. But I do want to ask people to respond if if you'd like to respond, but I'm not going to come and lay hands on you and, and pray over you because of the social distancing. We're not going to ask the um, prayer team to come up, but I do want to make a declaration over some people this morning because we can still pray for people even if, you know, it's from a metre and a half away. We can still declare God's goodness. We can still agree together, can't we? We can still pray for each other, encourage each other. We're not going to stop doing that. So can we stand together? I just want to ask you if you're feeling like a bit like Gideon at, this, at the beginning of this story, you know, where you're, you feel like you've been running from your enemy. Are you feeling defeated or you're feeling discouraged or you're feeling a bit like giving up? Or if you feel like, you know, you just get a good crop growing and then the enemy comes and steals it all away from you. Or you feel like you've just got your head above water and then another wave hits you. Or you feel like God's challenging you to address some fear in your life. Or God's challenging you about the lordship issue. We all have to come to that place where we look at that altar. Where we look at it again and again and again. It's an ongoing decision, isn't it? It's an ongoing process. It's not just a one-off, Jesus, I accept you as Lord of my life, but it's a, a daily decision to keep positioning him there on top, isn't it? So, yeah, I just want to ask you if you want to respond. This is our, this is our altar this morning. This is our grassy altar. If you want to come and stand on this grassy altar, we, I just want to make a declaration over you this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you encourage us to face our fears. Thank you, Jesus, that you take us to a place where we're confronted with our fears sometimes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That when you're on the throne of our lives, we don't have to fear anything else. We don't have to be intimidated by anything or anyone. We don't have to run in fear from anything or anyone. Thank you, Jesus, that you've called us to be a royal priesthood under the King of Kings, our holy nation. Thank you. A people that belong to God. Thank you, Father. 
I, I just want to reiterate this. If don't don't let this moment go by. That was an astounding message right there, Kylie. Thank you for working so hard on that and and really unpacking that for us. But I, I, I just want to really touch on this. Is there anybody here like that? That's this this whole thing of Corona is actually now snuck in, and you're like you can't stop talking about it. That the government should have done more. That they 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 you know they should have done this. They should have done that. You know, like it doesn't matter. It's an unpacking thing. We're learning as we go with it all. But see, the scripture says, Psalm says, David says, "I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth." What's continually? Be, and this isn't a correction right now, but it's just what. Okay, his, this is a defining thing. Are you talking about God or are you talking more about what's happening in the world? Are you talking about, oh, oh this should have this and that? If that's it, then fear has snuck in and taken a place in your life. If that's you, I, I want you to respond this morning because we're going to do something powerful here. Um, we've got two people that were brave enough to stand up the front here because this isn't an easy thing to do to admit to fear. But you know what? We all have fear. And I, I just want to encourage you, if you're in this moment, doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how young you are, if you're in a place where I don't know what the future holds, I don't know where my business is going to go, I don't know if I'm going to have a job, I don't know whether, you know, it's now broken out in Mildura. Oh no, it's got its way here. We thought we were safe being in the most remote part of Victoria. No, it's snuck here. <laughs> it doesn't matter. God has got this. He's in charge. He's in charge. So if, if, if you have at all have, are fearful of this, we're about to proclaim something. And this just, don't just think, oh, yeah, we're going to do something and that's it. No, no, no. There's authority in the words that we speak. So if you need to change the authority in your life and put the lordship of Jesus back over your life, then I, I encourage you, just come forward as we're worshiping. And then Kylie's going to lead us into an in a powerful proclamation, powerful proclamation over your life. Thank you, Father. Okay. So what we're going to do, there was one statement that the angel of the Lord made over Gideon that changed, that repositioned him immediately. The angel of the Lord came to, came to Gideon and said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And so that's, that's the declaration that we're going to make over these people this morning, over our, our brothers and sisters. So I want you guys to eyeball me, okay? I want you to eyeball me, and that's the declaration that I'm going to make over you this morning. And you receive it as coming from your Lord, as coming from your King, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. 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 And now I want you to all say it with me. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Everyone, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Okay, let's just quiet down for a second. I want these guys at the front to turn around and face you guys back there because you are 
their family. You are their brothers and sisters. You are their co-warriors. So I want all you guys to turn around and face these guys. And I want you guys to declare with me over these guys. Ready? The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Come on, speak it into them. Speak it over them. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you. Come on. Come on. Mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.